All right, everybody. Today we've got Dom, and Dom's going to share a really interesting story about the motivation uh, that caused him to both run away from his life, but also create the life he's running towards, and so much more. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Let's dive in and hear what he has to say. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of the Guyao Now Show. This is Bob McIntosh, and today I'm joined by Dom. And uh, it's funny, I know like six Doms, um, four of all which all lived lived in Seattle. Um, some of them do, some of them still don't. But um, Dom and I met at a mastermind, and uh, I'm actually really excited to have him on. I've, I've been following, I don't know, man, it's been what, a couple, couple years, three years maybe? I, yeah, I don't know exactly how long. A yeah. couple yeah. years, like 2019, 2020-ish. Yeah, some, somewhere around there. And I remember when I first met him, right, he was like a very inquisitive guy. He asked a lot of questions. Um, I, and I, we were talking about this before. And I don't like I say the word timid and that's not really the right word for it, but just in, like very inquisitive. He wanted to know. And he was always, always there. Every every call, everything, just asking questions, learning. Um, and that's what we'll talk about. But what I've seen him transformed into over the last few years is a very successful entrepreneur in many different areas of life. And because of that, I was like, man, I got to have this guy on because I want to know, like, what, what does that look like? You know, and, and I knew I knew like some bits and pieces just from some of our conversations, especially like, you know, at the bars a couple of times. But uh, uh, I think I think you guys are going to enjoy this conversation just because I've enjoyed what we've already talked about. And we've only talked for a few minutes before we even kicked off the show. So with that, Dom, thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate having you here. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, bro. Um, I, you know, I haven't been doing a ton of podcasts as of recently. We just moved to Florida and uh, got the office all set up. And so when you hit me up. I was like, man, I would love to. Let me fix up this office real quick. And now here we are. So let's get it. I'm excited to share some good value to you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for um, everyone who doesn't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of what you do now, and then let's dive into it. Yeah. So uh, I'm Dom Carney. I have a digital marketing company. Uh, we sell online education products to aspiring entrepreneurs. And um, yeah, so that's what we do. And yeah, I'm sorry. Ask that question one more time just so I can make sure. I yeah, just kind of like, that, that's perfect. I like, you know what you kind of what you do. Um, so let's start. We, we can just dive into it. I, th- I think this is not not so much about, hey, here's all the things that are that make up Dom, but more about the story that got you to where you are today. Cool. Um, so uh, let, let's start here. You, you talked a little bit before we started about, you know, some, some of your family dynamics and coming from maybe not the best place in terms of mindset, money and other factors. So tell me more about how that sort of influenced your drive to become an entrepreneur and get to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. So man, um, my parents love them to death and, uh, I'm very thankful for the lessons that I learned from them, both the good and the bad, but, um, I'll just get straight into it. You know, I had parents that, uh, loved me and they tried the best to provide for us and give us the things that we needed, um, and showed us how hard we had to work for the things that we wanted. Um, but a lot of the, the, my childhood is pretty toxic and I had to grow up really, really, really fast. Um, my parents, you know, battled drug addiction and alcohol and, um, it was, it was a very toxic thing. And my mother was always in and out of work and getting cars repoed and filing bankruptcies and maxing out credit cards. My dad was always working really hard and, and, and going, you know, working all hours of the day and, had zero time with us. And for a lot of time, I resented him for that because he wasn't there, you know, and my mom was the only one that was there. And as I grew, I learned why their relationship didn't work. And ultimately, they ended up divorcing because mainly because of money, you know. And so from a very young age, I had to grow up really quick because 
of the things that I experienced through all, all that toxicity. Um, and I had to mature very quick as well. And I had to take responsibility for a lot of things. And there are a lot of certain situations where I, you know, I'm doing house chores or I'm, I'm mowing lawns and whatever, and I have to help my mom, my mother financially. And so that forced me just to look at things a little bit differently and, and seeing how, how much my, my parents struggled because of money and how they ultimately split. I always told myself like, okay, I'm not going to put my, my children through this. I'm not going to let this be a problem for me and my family. And the one thing that dissolved my family was or their relationship and their love was money. And so I had it convinced in my head that that was the number one problem that I needed to solve. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had something that I've experienced for all these years and I do not want my children to experience this. And I want to show them what an amazing life looks like. Right. So I had something I was running away from and I had something I was running towards. I was running away from the experience and the childhood and the toxicity. And I was running towards a happy family that never had to worry about money and never had any issues that they couldn't solve monetarily. Right. And so this forced me to come home from school and go out and mow lawns or go sell things around the corner, go do lemonade stands, whatever I could to make an extra, extra, extra buck, right? Go to the evictions in my neighborhood and, and, and find stuff that I could resell online, right? Just any way that I can create an extra dollar. And I remember when um, I was mowing a lawn, my dad came outside one time with a camcorder and looked out there and I was like, uh, he was like, um, look, at my, look at my little entrepreneur, right? And when he said that, I heard him, I overheard him. And I was like, entrepreneur. I was like, I don't even know what the hell that is, but it sounds cool. I'm an entrepreneur, you know? And that's what I'd always <laughs> say. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and I just fell in love with money. I just fell in love with creating it. I was always online. How do I turn a dollar into two? How do I turn two into three? So on and so forth. I would, I would save up all of my money and go to the store, get it in ones and roll it up and just like look at it and just stare at it. Because like I was like, this is going to be the solution to all of our problems, right? right. Um, and yeah, so that, you know, that experience early on just always pushed me down to finding out ways to turn a dollar into two, how to learn something, master it, and then uh, see a result. Right. Um, and before I get too, too far into like the business, stuff, I might hit on some good points for you. Is there anything else you want to add? No, well, so yeah. Okay. So what, what do you, I have a question and maybe go more introspective here. A lot of times you see people who have high fiscal drivers, right? So they're, they're saying, hey, money is the, is the solution to what I need. And they go down a very negative path. They go down, you know, robbing banks. They go down selling drugs because it's quick yeah. and easy money. They go down that yeah. path. What, yeah. you know, and I'm not, and again, I, I have no idea what your background is. I'm not saying that, hey, like, why shouldn't you be out there selling drugs? But for, for you, why, why do you think you went more of this path of entrepreneurship versus something else? Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, I, I, uh, I, I, I dealt with what drugs did to my family. Right. So like, okay. I knew that, <clears throat> like, I, I've never, you know, I've never done drugs and alcohol. Oh, I've, I drink obviously, but like I, I, all throughout high school, I never did or, 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 or entertained or experience, you know, experimented or anything. Cause I was like, no, that's, that's going to turn me into my childhood, you know? And so for mm -hmm. me, I stayed far away from anything that I was running away from, you know, and I didn't accept the, you know, the, the, the uh, instant gratification of the thing that ruined my family. Right. And so for me, I was like, yes, I could go sell drugs and everybody in my neighborhood is doing it. Yes. I could go do drugs and say, and blame it on my parents because they do it as well. But like, I don't want to live that life. You know, I don't want these things. And so I'm not going to allow myself to take the easy out and make an excuse for something. And so 
And I also had friends who were selling drugs. I had friends who were making a lot of money, buying new cool. And I was like, and I just had this, I've always had this chip on my shoulder, man. Like, I'm going to show you how to do it the right way. I'm going to show you that, like, what you're doing is stupid. You know, I'm going to show you that <laughs> what I learned from my parents was, was, you know, was not to do these things, you know? And that always just, I just always had that chip on shoulder. Someone's doubting me. Someone doesn't believe in me. And I never had anyone that was there to, that was willing to give me this, this tools and the secrets to success. And uh, I heard someone say early on, there was like, um, you know, you, you can't expect anything from anybody in life. And you, you gotta, if you want something, you have to get up and take it because no one's going to hand it, hand it to you. Right. And when, so when I heard that, it kind of gave me a little bit of like fear. I was very young when I heard this, like, I don't know, 16, 17. And uh, it gave me a little fear. It's like, oh, shit, like I really am alone. Like we have parents, we have brothers, we have sisters, whatever, cousins, family, friends, da, 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 mentors, whatever. But in, at the end of the day, no one's going to do shit for you. Can I, can I cuss on here? Yeah, that's, that's fine. You're good. Okay. <laughs> like no one's going to do a damn thing for you, right? And so that scared me. And I was like, okay, I got to wake up. And so once I seen the severity of that and how my life really depends on me and nobody else, I stopped making excuses. I stopped blaming things on luck. Right. I started mm -hmm. looking at things for what they were. And I was like, you're either you're running away from something and you're running towards something. Right. You're going to struggle. You're going to ch be challenged. You're going to face failures. But how bad do you want what you're running towards? And how much do you want to get away from what you're running away from? Yeah. If the answer is like extremely bad, then you have no excuse. There is no. But. Okay, I'll give it time, or maybe I'll take this shortcut, or what? Like there is none of that. It's, if, if you're willing to do those things, and you just don't want it bad enough, and I just really, 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 really wanted it, right? So I didn't give my give. I didn't leave myself any room to make any excuses like that, or fall into any bad habits. Um, and I took the lessons that I learned, and I took the right things and the wrong things. And I just always choose the right path, and I used people's doubt against me um, and the chip on my shoulder of thinking that everyone was doubting me and no one was on my side to prove them wrong. And I was like, all right. I got you. So do you, do you still feel that way now with what you've achieved? Like, do you still see yourself like, Hey, there's more for me to go. Or like, do you like, do you now see, sit there and say, look, I've achieved way more than I ever thought possible. Maybe when you started, especially if you're like mowing lawns and things like that. And is, is that still a driver for you to, to move forward? And if yeah. so, uh, how do you maintain, how do you, how do you maintain that? Or is it just been always that way for you? Yeah, man. Uh, this kind of goes back to what you said about the, you know, some people choose the wrong path, you know, and also I looked at money as like the end all be all like motive, like the, that is like the shiny, like that, that is the thing. That's the thing that's going to solve everything. And a lot of people go down the wrong path as well, because money can't bring you happiness. Right. So I don't want to, I don't want things to get mixed up. And people think that like money is all I care about because it's really health, wealth relationships is the main thing I care about. But without money, like, health, wealth, and relationships is, is a lot difficult to achieve. Right. And so my opinion, at least, you know, and um, people can go off the wrong path. And the way that I looked at it was I was already on the wrong path. Mm. You know, I was already on the wrong path and I want to get away from the wrong path. So what is the right path and where do I go and who do I meet? Who do I connect with? Like, who do I learn from? And you, you said something in the beginning, you said I was a very inquisitive guy. I was always asking a lot of questions. Right. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. And that, that that right there is the key. I think that is the key to my success, not the crave for money, not the, the things I'm running away from, which were definitely key factors. But the key to my success is just asking questions always. Right. Always asking questions and always being inquisitive because in um, pursuing the right path, I was on the wrong path 
where I was going wasn't where I wanted to be. And so that led to me asking questions and seeing what the right path was and never choosing the wrong path, right? Never choosing drugs over whatever, not never choosing money over happiness and relationships, health and wealth, right? Um, and always trying to find, I would always ask like, okay, cool, that's one direction, that's another direction. What's the cost of this direction and what's the right. cost of this direction? If I sell drugs, what's the cost? What's the risk? Okay, I don't wanna do that. If I go create this business, what's the cost? What's the risk? Not as much. Okay, cool. Let me go do that. And um, as I reached higher levels of success, I started asking the same questions to very wealthy people or successful people or looking at, listen to podcasts or YouTube videos or whatever. And I would always find that very, very successful people, like they weren't holding, maintain, maintaining relationships. They were getting divorced. They had all the money in the world and they've like reached their version of success and they're committing suicide. Right. And so I've, I've just been aware of those things. And so for that reason, um, money is extremely important, but as I grew, I started realizing how, like, okay, cool. Money is the tool. It's going to get me to where I want to go. It's not going to bring me the fulfillment. And I just continue to ask questions to learn and understand more so I can process that stuff and be aware that way when I hit those levels of success, I, I knew that, okay, cool. Success is a moving target. You know, it's always evolving. It's always changing. Nothing is ever the, like, this is it. I have maximum <laughs> fulfillment, you know, I have yeah, yeah, yeah. many zeros in the bank. I have whatever. It's literally like, that's just one thing. And then it's always a moving target. You're always going to want something else. And it's not a matter of like, when are you going to reach that destination? It's just falling in love with the journey and loving the entire process, the wins, the losses, all that stuff. And that to me is success. And people reach that at different parts in their life. Right. I think that people reach that earlier on with the nine to five. Some people do. They're making the money they want. They have the time they want. They have a job that's impacting. They're, they're, they're stimulated and they reach that earlier on. I can never find that with a nine to five. Right. So I pursued business and entrepreneurship and uh, now I'm finding it. Right. Um, and some people, it takes them longer to achieve that, you know. But I think that if they if they're distracted and they think that money is going to solve all their problems or if they think that, uh, you know, there there's a, there's this one thing that once this happens, I'll be happy. I think those are the people that fall down the, the the tracks of like once they reach it, now they're depressed. Now they're, you know, in a certain situation. And I've just always been aware of those things. And like, I don't want that to happen. And I'm running away from so much that I just want to make sure every decision that I make is as perfect as it can be. So I ask so many questions and, and just educate myself on the directions. And I just choose what I feel is the right path and not the shortcut or the wrong path. No, I love it. I love it. It's funny. One of, one of the things uh, I did an internship in college and the uh, the uh, the company that hired me it's like a, a fortune 500 company and, and that my manager had to fill out this little form afterwards for the school saying you know how i did and the thing that they wrote was he asks too many questions and i was like how is that a bad thing like i don't i don't get it <laughs> yeah i mean don't get me wrong bro people there's some people who do ask a lot of questions and don't do nothing that's that that right there is the end all be all what are you going to do with the information right right you know, me and you are in the positions that we're in because we acted on the information, you know, but 100%. most people hate when people ask questions because they most people don't act on shit. You know, they don't mm -hmm. do nothing with it. They ask questions because they're curious or they're overanalyzing and all that stuff, but then they don't do anything with it. And so that was the number one thing that you did and I did is like, let's ask a ton of questions and get educated because we're, we genuinely want to know and we really want to know this stuff. And then once we have the pieces or even just a little bit of the piece that we didn't have before, we're going to act on it. Right. And so that's that's, you know, that's the very important part that I wished I wish that they taught more of in school and like how to how to how to do that, you know, get the information Absolutely. you need and take action. And uh, I think Cole had or I think he said this, um, you know. 
throw the dart first, draw the target after. Like that's what we do. <laughs> you know, we throw the dart. We ask questions, sure, but like we have enough information, we act on it, and then we draw the target later. So for you, what do you feel has been been either your methodology or your mindset to help you take action? Because some of the, one of the things I see happen all like all too often is when people ask a lot of questions, they get a lot of answers, but then they get a lot of answers and they don't know what to do with them. And, and I think a lot of times they get to the point where they feel so overwhelmed with how much would have to be done that they just don't do anything. So what's different for you? Why, why do you feel you were able to take action uh, on the, on the, you know, the answers that you got? Yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to like what you're running away from, bro. Like what you're running away from, what you're running towards. You really have to understand like what that is, you know? And um, I, I tell a lot of my clients all the time who come to me and they're a little bit discouraged and they're asking like, well, how do you stay motivated? How do you do this? How do you do that? Like, how do you stay disciplined? motivation's bullshit you know motivation's bullshit discipline like that all that's stupid surface level stuff words that we that we that we look at and we think are going to be the needle movers for us and they're not you know the needle mover is like you determining how bad like what you want you know even if you don't know exactly what it is exactly like where, where do you want to go five ten years from now, where would you like to be how would you like to feel what would you like to be experiencing what type of people do you want to be around what type of money do you want to make right dial that shit in 150,000% and continue dreaming, right? Keep dreaming, keep dreaming, keep thinking, keep believing, keep feeling. And then ask yourself, is this possible? Do I believe it's possible? Right? Right there. If you're telling yourself, mm, I don't know, you already failed. <laughs> you already failed. You might as well give up, right? You have to dream it and then think about it to a point where it makes you happy. And then ask yourself if you believe it can, it can happen. If you believe a little bit that it can happen, you just don't know how to get there. Cool. You got something. Right. You got something. Right. The next thing is look at your current situation, your current life. Where are you at right now in the present time? You've dreamed enough. Right. You got there. You looked at the picture. You see it. It's clear. And you think it can happen. Where are you at? And what are you doing right now? And how, how, how long are you willing to sit there? You know, like how much longer are you willing to be here? Right. Is it a four days? Is it a month, year, two years, five years? Are you happy right now? Are you content? Are you fulfilled? And if not, if the answer is absolutely not, which most people, the answer is absolutely not. Right. But they dream about stuff that they don't believe. So they never achieve it. And they never move into a different direction. You and I, and every other people, all the other people who are, are successful, who have dreamed it, they've believed it. They've asked the questions that they needed to move out of their current situation. So they changed their current situation and got closer towards their dream. And then once they got their dream, they're like, oh, this dream is just cool. I'm going to keep dreaming and I'm going to keep asking <laughs> questions and I'm going to keep acting. Hopefully no, that. I, no, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. And because so here's the thing. I, I see this happen all too often, I feel like, which is, you know, someone says, oh, yeah, like, hey, that's all cool. I can definitely see, you know, I, I, I visualize whatever. But then, they, then either, like you said, one, they don't believe it's actually really possible, right? They yeah. say, well, you know. Yeah, I say I want to make a million dollars, but that's not really if I can make a hundred thousand, whatever. Like they're they're already discounting their dream from there, and then it just doesn't set the bar far enough for them to really stretch themselves through that. And I remember one of the, one of the biggest lessons I I got was a personal development course I did back in uh, two thousand, uh, I think it was eighteen, seventeen. I think it was two thousand seventeen. And uh, they have these, they have you do these things called a stretch and, and, and a stretch was, in this case, it was, it was designed to be a personal development thing. So one of the stretches that I had to do to, to push me out of my comfort zone was I had to go to a fancy restaurant 
sit down with an imaginary girlfriend, order food for her, then send the food back twice because I was unhappy with it, and then get on my knee and propose to her in the restaurant. <laughs> and what? yeah, and and it was like the most terrifying thing I could possibly imagine. And and the thing, but but the the thing that I learned from that was like. Hey, like, I'm still here. I'm still kicking. Like, sure. It was embarrassing as hell when it was happening. Um, but, but there's, there's, you know, there's so much more to, you know, what's happening. And if I can get through that, what else, you know, what else can I get through? What else can I uh, survive? And I don't think people ever think about things like that as they go. Um, okay. So I, um, I want to talk about something else here too, that, that we brought up beforehand. Because I think this is really, really cool. And I've not heard anyone else talk about this, which is you said, Hey, like at one point, um, and I want you to talk a little bit more about why you decided to do this, but you went out and you got some friends together and you created an accountability group. So tell me a little bit more about that, how the idea came about, and then what was the result? Yeah. So my company name is Above Av. Uh, and like I said, what we do is we teach aspiring entrepreneurs how to learn a skill, master a skill, um, and reach their, their version of success. Right. And how this came together was um, I was running away from something and I was running towards my dream and my vision. And, um, you know, I had also been experiencing a lot of situations in my personal life, like as I was trying to maneuver through life where I was getting caught in certain scenarios and certain situations, you know, where I was like, damn, uh, for example, you know, I didn't sell drugs, but I did have fun with friends and I did go to college and I did party. Right. Which mm-hmm. I got in trouble a couple of times. And so here I am, a kid who's who wants success more than he's more than he wants to breathe, you know. And I'm trying to do the best with the tools that I was given. And I'm just trying to enjoy life as I reach my, my version of success. And I'm the first student or the first kid in my entire family to go to get accepted to a, a university. Right. When I bring my papers home to my dad to show him that I got accepted to university, what did he tell me? How are you going to pay for it? <laughs> right. I just wanted to say that real quick because that I didn't expect that, you know. Um, but I went to the, I went to this university Damn. and I got right. I went to this university and um, then three months later I'm getting told basically to go back home because I didn't know how to experience or to figure out the whole student loan process. Obviously we didn't have any money to to uh, to go to school and all that stuff. And I I just like damn okay my 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 dream shot like I can't be successful right. Oh damn this sucks. Uh, but I refuse to believe that right. And then from there, um, I went and got my own apartment got a full-time job. And then I started partying with friends and I started getting in trouble. I got a DUI. I got an MIP. And here I am as a kid who wants success more than anything, who's trying to do things the right way. But now I'm in court and I get kicked out of college. And like, I'm like, wow, like, okay, I guess I'm not made for success. I'm got, I guess I'm not meant for it. Right. And, but I refuse to fucking believe it. I was like, no, that's, that's, I'm running away from something. I'm running towards something. Let me just Stop blaming excuses. Stop making excuses and blaming luck. Let me take accountability for my actions. Let me uh, take responsibility for my actions. And this is where I started shutting things out. I started looking at social media and seeing how much like toxic stuff was on there. People were just like, you know, whatever. Like, and I started seeing what friends I was dealing with who didn't really have dreams for themselves or didn't really, you know. So I started recognizing this, and I was like, wow, okay, I got to stop hanging out with this person. I got to stop hanging out with this person. I got to unfollow that person because whenever I look at their stuff, I just, I just feel different. I don't like the way I feel. I already feel shitty in my personal life. I don't need to get on social media and look and look at your stuff and feel shitty as well. I don't need to go to this person's house and hang out with this person and feel shitty because he hangs out with other. So I started cutting people off. I started um, deleting everybody from social media that that didn't inspire me, motivate me, and bring me to a positive place. And then I just locked myself in my in my house. 
I didn't, I didn't go outside. I didn't focus on no, no, no. I didn't text nobody else that wasn't like really, per, you know, personally trying to keep up with me. I just really focused on myself, right? And um, I took responsibility for my decisions. I took, um, I held myself accountable, and I made sure that I stopped making the stupid decisions that was leading to me not reaching my success, partying and going out and getting in trouble and whatever, and you know all this stuff. I just stopped making those decisions, and I decided to lock myself in my room and learn. Learn, learn, personal development, finance, credit, how to bu- how to budget and all that stuff, right? How to save money, how to how to turn a dollar into two, um, and how to learn a skill that's going to pay me, you know. And so through this, a few years later, I started seeing some good success, dude. Like I, I was like, whoa, this is really cool, you know. And I was I started seeing success, and I was, I was I've always been the type of person that documents my journey, so I always share it on social media because a, a big thing of me is I had that chip on my shoulder. I want to show the the younger Dom that this shit is possible. And I'm going to share my trials and tribulations with you and the world and hope that there's another younger Dom out there watching it, getting inspired by it and choosing to make the right decisions. Right. And so I'm seeing success and I'm doing my thing. (laughs) I'm documenting it on social media and people start asking me questions and asking me for help and like asking this and, and like telling me how inspirational it is. And like, that was very motivating to me. That was very uh, fulfilling to me. And uh, in that moment, I was like, whoa, it's happening here. here it's coming. It's coming. And uh, I heard someone say it's lonely at the top. Right. And I, uh, I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to succeed alone. Like, I don't want to be by myself. I don't want to, you know, and I was like, oh, man, I got to I got to bring my people with me. So I, I called the five people in my entire life that I knew had something like they they had a goal. They had a dream. They had a vision. Mm. They had something that they were if they weren't implementing it immediately, they were at least dreaming it. I knew they were dreaming it. And I needed to stick around dreamers because that's what I was. And so I called my cousin, <laughs> my best friend, my brother, um, a couple other of my friends, and then my brother's friend. There was like five or six people. And um, we, I just said, hey, guys, like we're just going to do exactly what I did three years ago. We're going to lock ourselves in my house, and we're just going to share our goals and support each other, right? And so I said a monthly accountability every meeting every single month. Come to my house. Let's just share our goals. We can't feed any negativity. We can't share our opinions unless it's positive. We can't uh, um, really do anything unless it's motivating or pushing or encouraging that person to pursue what they're doing. Right. Sharing connections, sharing networks, like whatever it is that we have to do to get you to where you want to be. That's what we're going to do. And so um, we did that every single month (laughs) for like a year. And within that year, three of us had quit our jobs. All of us had, had made more money than we'd made ever. Right. And that that was the moment where I was like, wow, this is powerful. Like this this thing right here, like this is really powerful. Um, and if more people can experience this, then it would really change a lot, a lot of lives, you know. And so um, I was like, I got to name it something. I got to brand it. I got to turn it into something. And um, I was running on the treadmill at one point in time and um, I was thinking, like, what am I going to name this thing? Like, what? Do I, and I was like, what, what am I what do me and my friends have in common? Well, we all believe in ourselves. We have a high level of belief in ourselves, right? And neither of us will ever accept failure as an option because we're running away from something. So failure doesn't matter. Even if we experience mm-hmm. it, it's never going to be the end all be all. And then I was like, but I don't want to call it, uh, I'm sorry. And, and like what I, the, the, the word that I put that on was like, we have an above average mindset, right? So I was like, we have a high level of belief in ourselves. We refuse to accept failure as an option. That means we have above average mindsets, right? And uh, I was like, I don't want to call it above average though. It's kind of it's kind of lame. So I'm running on the treadmill a little longer, and then 
you know, and I was like, what else do my friends have in common? And I was like, well, you know, we all have our individual passions. Like we have a cook, uh, we have an, someone who creates alcohol. We have a, a beat producer. We had a rapper. We had a, a stock trader, uh, e-commerce guy, you know, <laughs> oh yeah. A fitness trainer as well. And, uh, I was like, well, that's cool. Like we have our own skills. Like we have our own passions. We have our own beliefs. We have our own lanes. We have our own avenues. Right. And then once I said that, I was like above av, you know? And so our goal is to just document and share our lives on social media and attract above average mindsets who have their own lanes and like give them a community to, to support and encourage and motivate one another and share their results and hear nothing but positive feedback and encouragement. Right. And, uh, and then for those aspiring entrepreneurs who come in, who don't have a lane, they don't have a skill yet. They don't have a passion. They don't have something they're doing yet. Well, there's no problem, man. We got like 17 of them here. And our job is to show you exactly how to uh, master that one lane until you reach your version of success. That's awesome. Okay. So I guess I have, I have a couple more questions for you in relation to that. Um, what did, what did your accountability process look like? So you said you locked yourself in, in your house for, for, uh, however long that was. Right. But like after you guys left and you all said, okay, this is what it is. What like meet monthly. What did that look like? Cause I think for a lot of people, the idea of accountability is cool. And they're like, yeah, I understand it, but they need to not know necessarily how or what to do to get there and have that. Yeah. And I want to, you know, like support and accountability, man, it, it, it worked out for me because I had a few friends who, you know, at least had something that, that they were shooting for. And I sold them on, on meeting up and accountability and all that stuff and like holding each other accountable. And like what it looked like for us was we just met up every single month and shared our goals and shared our plan. Right. Okay. How do we plan on getting towards this goal? And then we held each other accountable by we'd show up the next month. If, if one of us reached our goal, cool, high fives and candy or, you know, and hanging out, take a couple shots or whatever. I don't know. But like we just have, we celebrated the moment of you. Okay, cool. You're stepping closer. You're reaching progress. Like this is exciting. And then if they didn't hit their goals, like we did something embarrassing. My, I made my, my girlfriend at the time create a dunce cap. It was like, it was like five feet tall or like four feet tall, with like a big ass dunce cap. And then whoever <laughs> didn't hit their goals had to wear the dunce cap and we had to go out to dinner. Right. And so like stupid little things like that. And so that's, um, you know, that, that was the process that we followed. But uh, some that's really important that I want to touch on, because, you know, like I said, I locked myself in a room for like three years um, and I just did my own thing. I worried about myself and I got myself to a position to where I felt like, OK, now I think I can help a couple other people. Right. And um, I want people to understand that this whole entrepreneurship is a lonely road. You know, like they say it's lonely at the top. Um, and I, I don't believe that entirely because you, you meet people along the way that are performers like you are and you make new connections. Um, but entrepreneurship is a lonely road. Like you are the pioneer of your own lane and you are the person who has to figure everything out and no one's going to hand you anything. And, and you can't rely on the support or accountability of other people. Like you really have to be the person, the driving force in your own life and make shit happen, regardless of whether or not you have accountability or anything. So I'm not going to say that accountability is like the is the secret to my success. The secret to my success is just is uh, just wanting it bad enough and being able to do whatever it took and asking asking questions and taking action. The accountability group helped. And that was our process. Right. And so if you have two or three people who you can get in a room with and collaborate and, and, and share ideas with uh, and hear nothing but positive feedback, if you have the ability to cut off all the this distraction from the below average environment that, you're, that you live in, that we all live in, that we all come from. 
if you're able to cut off the distraction and the negativity and the toxicity that comes from it and focus only on what you want to focus on that will get you to where you want to be like that's that's the key you know and you don't need tons of people with you you don't need a group all you need is yourself and your ability to just take action and ask questions and continue doing what you have to do um and so yeah that was a little bit of a tangent but i just wanted to make sure i no, I it's perfect yeah there's, look look i don't think there's any one thing right there's never ever ever gonna be because if there was one thing everyone would just say do the one thing and you'd be there right you yeah. know and for some of us we don't need accountability some people just are miraculous at being able to take care of things themselves and then there's other people who are like man if you're not like there in their face like yelling at them to get something done they're never going to get it done and, and yeah. i've seen i've seen all kinds so yeah and another thing I'll touch on real quick on that is because like the, the accountability group that I had, it was great for what I needed in that moment. I, I grew from a point to where, okay, cool. Like I'm reaching levels of success on my own and out of my good heart and like wanting to bring everyone with me, I said, okay, cool. Let's, let's come together and hold each other accountable. But that was more so for them. Like I want you guys to come succeed with me. Like it wasn't necessarily for me. And it got to a point to where like I was continuing to go. I was like, I was on a jet plane, right? I'm just fucking going. And then there's people who can't hang on to the turbulence of that jet plane and they start falling to the back of the jet, you know? And then us as good hearted people that want everyone to win and succeed, we get out of our seat and we come pull them back up. Right. Right. And they're over there damn near falling out the plane and shit. Like they're <laughs> damn near falling, you're trying to pull them back in. And sometimes you'll fall out that plane too. And so there, it, we grew to a point where yes, the accountability group helped me. Um, but what was really going to help me was me just focusing on doing me and letting everybody else do them. And so it came to a point to where I outgrew my accountability group and I had to find a higher level of influence. And that is mm -hmm. really where I met you, Bob, where I started right. getting into networking events and masterminds and stuff like that. And now you're meeting higher people who operate at a much higher level and you're seeing like, whoa, like this, this is cool. And so every single year, <laughs> every single year I audit my circle. I see who is a high performer, who is not. And like, I don't like, I'm not rude to nobody. I don't like say you're worthless. So you don't deserve my time. I love them from afar, but I just focus on doing me. And then you. as, as I grow and as I evolve, I continue to audit my circle and I say, okay, sweet. Like how, how can I help this person? How can I help this? Person? How can I provide value to you? And then I just do that and we exchange value and we continue to grow. And as soon as I outgrow that circle, I keep them right. They're my homies. I love them. And then I, I look for a higher circle of influence. So I continuously do that year after year after year. That's awesome. Um, is that is that like an active thing? Like, do you set aside a day to say, hey, let me reflect? Or is it just kind of happening in the back of your mind as you go through day to day? It's once I start feeling like uh, it's it's once you feel like you're no longer the dumbest person in the room. You know, like once you start feeling yeah. like you're the smartest person in the room and everyone's asking you for help or asking you for advice or asking you for value, that's where you really got to think about where you're at because, you know, you are a product of your environment. You are some of the five people you hang around most. And uh, um, if you, yeah, you have to be the dumbest person in the room. You have to be learning and getting that value from other people. And sure, it's great to provide value. And it feels really good when people ask you questions, but a lot of people can get stuck in that for years. And um, you really have to understand that that's a, a, not a healthy place for you to be. And so that's what, it, for me, that's what I know. I got to kind of make a shift and, and put shift into a different gear and, and um, find something else to get into is when I start feeling like everyone's asking me for help or I'm no longer the dumbest person in the room. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get it. I remember 
uh it was like six years ago or so i was like man i'm real comfortable and then also i was like oh shit i'm comfortable hold on something's not right <laughs> like yeah. you, you gotta like you train yourself that when you find comfort that should be uncomforting because that's not a good place to be that's a very From a growth good standpoint that is a very good point yeah you get comfortable and you don't realize it at first because it feels good so you kind of bask in it for a little while and then you also realize oh shit like i'm not doing some of the things that i used to do to get me here and then if you don't recognize that fast enough then yeah you can fall down that that uh that rabbit hole yeah and that happens um i want to touch on one more thing if we just i think we got a couple more minutes here so what what did that process of locking yourself in your house like you like i know you said you hey yo i went and i learned tell me more about that process because i think that's like I share a similar story, but I, I want to hear from you more about what yours looked like and, and how that worked. Because I think for a lot of folks, they've never thought about going to that level of, of closing off to grow. Yeah. Um, let's see here. For me, I noticed that one, no one was going to hand me anything. Two, majority of the people that were in my life at the moment were just a distraction and deterring me away from like what I really needed to do. Um, three, I recognized that partying and going out on the weekends and celebrating when you don't got shit to celebrate for yet. Right. And like stuff like that is just a, a temporary fix to a much bigger issue. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a band-aid to a much bigger issue. And um, I realized that, you know, the only thing that's going to get me to where I want to go is if I just really give myself the time, you know, if I just invest into myself and give myself the time and I had a nine to five job, you know, and so the only hours where I had to work on myself was from five to nine, you know, and that's where people are either resting, sleeping, watching TV, Netflix, playing games, whatever, because they're, they're relaxing, they're taking a break, they are relieving themselves of like the bullshit they dealt with at work. And um, for me, I was like, that is like literally the time that I have. I don't care how uncomfortable I am. I don't care how tired I am. Like that's that's the time I have to do it, you know. And so I uh, looked at that and seen how that time was so small and like my energy was so low at those late hours. Uh, and I was like, what else can I do to give myself a little bit more of that edge? I was like, well, I can stop going out every weekend. I can um, stop taking a weekend for like looking at the weekend as my moment to relax. Um, you know, when I have spare moments in my day, or maybe if I have a job that gives me the ability to learn stuff on my phone, because I did, I worked at AT&T at, at a point in time and I was able to still like consume information. Maybe I'll use that time to also get ahead. Right. And so I, I instead of it, enjoying the freedom that I, the free moments that I did had, I did have, I just, locked myself into the thought of like, this is extra time where I can be stepping closer to my goal. And because I had something that I was asking, I was asking questions. I was curious. I was trying to learn something in my spare time. I would always have something to consume. Right. And so I, I eventually was able to get to a point where I just locked myself in, in my house and I didn't lock myself in my house, but like I, I didn't, I didn't have anything else to do, but work on myself because I was cutting out all the distractions. I, I get you. I hear you. <laughs> and, I, no, and it's perfect. And I don't think people ever go that far. Like I remember the first information product like, or like course, basically, they called them info products back in the day. It's, that's how long it's been around um, that we ever created. It, I, and he's like, all right, I need to get this done this weekend. And it was 4th of July weekend. 
I remember thinking to myself, man, like it's, it's beautiful outside, you know, I, I, and I literally, literally locked myself in my apartment for the entire weekend, except for two hours. I went to a friend's barbecue, had some food. I had like one drink and then I came back home. Uh, and I remember then just being like, what the heck? Like, this is, this is absolutely crazy. You're bonkers. Like for like, you're giving up your entire uh, 4th of July weekend. And I was like, yep. Yep, yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I remember very vividly. I went to a club with my friend in the middle of this like little hiatus thing that I took, or whatever you would call it. Um, it was just a moment of realization. I was like, I'm not where I want to be, and I'm out here celebrating all this shit. Like, I, I don't deserve this yet. I just kept telling myself, I don't deserve this yet. And so I I, I went on my little break to myself for a few years. But in, in the middle of that, I remember a buddy of mine was like, Yo, man, let's go out, let's have fun. And I was like, Man, I haven't done that in a while. Like. Fuck it. Let's go, bro. Let's go have some fun. <laughs> and I literally remember sitting in the middle of the club, like like in the dance floor. And then like I just looked around. I just seen everybody. I was like, OK, I'm just observing, you know, and everyone was like having a good time. Everyone was having fun. Everyone was like, you know, spending money and everyone was doing their thing. And it felt good in the moment because I was like living in it. But then I started asking myself and deeping a little bit, digging a little bit deeper. And I was like, this is cool. I don't experience this as often because I hadn't in, in a year and some change at that point. I was like, well, this is this is cool, but I was like, but like I'm not where I want to be yet. Like, I wonder what these people are celebrating, you know? And I was like, and I'll, every time I went out, I'll ask that, like, what what are they what are you they celebrating? I wouldn't ask them because obviously they're just enjoying their weekend. <laughs> like, I could see like walking up to the club. Excuse me, I know, I see you're dancing, but uh, I got a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, the thing would be like, I'm just living life, having fun. I'm, that's great, but when I go home tomorrow, or when I go to work tomorrow. I'm bitching about going to work. I'm complaining about how much money I don't have. I'm uh, feeling the pressure of living paycheck to paycheck. Yet I'm celebrating something every single weekend. So I asked myself, and after that moment, I was like, yeah, I was like, I can't do it. Cause I can't, I can't answer that question. You know, that was a question that I could not answer. So I was like, I don't, I don't like that. And so I, I just kept doing me, man. I just kind of stopped, you know, wasting money on all that stuff, wasting time and all that stuff. And, I think that's a good question, right? What 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 are you celebrating? If if you're not if you're not happy with where you're at or the path you're on, what are you yeah. celebrating? It's a great question to ask yourself. I think. I will say though, on my thirtieth birthday, we hit a huge milestone uh, in the business. I, I I reached a certain success that I've been working towards for so long, and um, you know, I I definitely went out and had a lot of fun, right? <laughs> I had a lot. But of you fun. knew what you were celebrating. You would exactly. say, "Hey, I, this this is like I know why I'm doing this, it's, and it's because I've reached this thing that I've worked for." Yeah. It's perfect. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for, thanks for sharing. I think this has been awesome. And I love, I love some of what you've gone through because I think there's a lot of people out there listening and or watching that are, are going to resonate with a similar story or have experienced similar things. So thank you for sharing, man. Truly appreciate yeah, it. Man. No doubt. Like I said, bro, I love, I love doing this stuff. I love just sharing the story, sharing the, the vision, painting the picture. And like I said, I'm just hoping whether it's a boy or a girl, there is a younger Dom out there. And what that means is a kid or a grown person who wants more, who wants to be more, who wants to do more. They just don't know how to get there. They don't know. And they wish somebody was just giving them the value, sharing the, sharing the life, showing them what's possible, sharing the education, whatever, and uh, using it as inspiration so that way they can see it, understand that it's real, begin to believe their dreams are actually achievable and use that to, to go out there and take action. So hopefully at the very least, all this did is to show that things are possible uh, as long as you have the right mindset, the ability to ask questions, the ability to act when you ask questions and take action. Uh, if you're running away from something and running towards something, uh, that's a perfect ingredient for success. And so just take that and uh, run with it and, and make shit happen.
It's awesome. Awesome. And so where can people check you out or follow you or uh, contact you if they want? Yeah, I'll just go to my IG, uh, Dom Carney at D-O-M-C-A-R-N-E-Y. Um, that's the number one place I'll go. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for being on. Appreciate it. For all of you watching and or listening, as always, I thank you for your time. It's the most valuable thing that you can give to me. And, uh, you know, truly hope that you took away something that's going to help you get out of your own way uh, from today's show. As always, one simple price to pay uh, is share this with a friend, a family member, a colleague, someone you know, a neighbor, whoever. There's someone that you know out there that needs to hear what this uh, what this gentleman had to share today. And uh, it's your moral responsibility, I think, to share it, to help them improve their life and uh, to, to help uh, this Dom find another little Dom that needs to, to hear, uh, hear what he had to share today. So, uh, and of, of course, one of the other things that you can do to help, help this podcast get out there further is uh, like, rate, review, drop a five star, click the button, subscribe to things, do all the stuff. There's like 9 million things you can be doing. Just do all of them, whichever ones that are there, do them. Appreciate you as always. And we'll see you guys again on another episode next week. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Peace, everybody. This podcast is sponsored by 3 Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, 3 Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now. Oh, 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 oh,